0: And he'll be getting Oh I see, you think uh, religion is for suckers and easy marks and molly cutters, eh? You think Jesus was some kind of a sassy, eh? Jesus had
1: guts! Today we're speaking with Brian Harden from DailyAudiobible.com. They've had nearly 63 million downloads of their Revolutionary Scripture podcast. Brian's also worked in Nashville alongside artists like Larry Norman, Jill Parr, Manic Drive, uh, and uh, he's a real history maker. It's great to have him on the phone at the moment. How are you, Brian?
0: I'm great. Thanks for having me.
1: It's great to have you with us today, and uh, you're out visiting Australia at the moment. How are you enjoying our country?
0: Oh, it's lovely. Everything that I've seen so far... Uh, reminds me more of home than any place else I've been in the world.
1: <laughs> so whereabouts is home for you?
0: Home is Nashville, Tennessee in America.
1: And tell us, whereabouts were you born and raised? What was life like for you as a young fella?
0: Well, my my earliest life, my dad was an evangelist, so I traveled all over the United States, and then he became a pastor in Michigan, which is in the north of the United States, and I grew up there and migrated into the South to Nashville to pursue the music industry.
1: Very cool. And uh, were you a a Christian at a young age, or was there a conversion experience? How how did that all happen for you on your faith journey?
0: Yeah, that's kind of a long story. I I felt like I was converted every night. I was in church uh, every day of my life in my earliest childhood. So (laughs) I've always known the Lord. I, I never, ever knew a day in my life that I didn't think Jesus loved me.
1: And then tell us a bit about early life. Uh, like, uh, what, what did you do when you finished school? What did you do straight after you graduated?
0: I moved immediately into the music industry. In fact, I was uh, already making my way in the music industry while still in school. And so it was a, a natural progression for me. I was uh, beginning to make my way and uh, beginning to be able to earn a living at it. And so uh, I, I moved from the north to the south. And into Nashville, where, uh, where so much of the music industry that happens in Christian music, music especially happens. And so I spent uh, 24 years doing that.
1: Now, Larry Norman is one of the fathers of contemporary Christian music. Uh, you worked alongside him. What was it like?
0: Uh, yeah, I got to work with Larry before he passed away a couple of years ago. And, um, he's a, a beautiful man, very, very eccentric. Uh, very artistic, very gifted, and so uh, to to be able to work on some of the earlier tracks and remix and uh, uh, reproduce was was a great honor. He's a he's a great man.
1: And I understand uh, you had a healthy collection of Grammy and Dove Award nominations. What were they? What were those nominations for?
0: Oh man, I've I've worked with so many artists over the years. So I have produced artists like FsH and David Meese and like you said Jill Parr and Manic Drive and uh we got a Grammy uh nomination for a a record called Angels That we did many years ago. So I'd have to kind of pull out my own discography. I've got hundreds (laughs) and hundreds of records that were made in in the course of a couple of decades.
1: Now, I'm very passionate about the Word of God and uh, reading through the Bible uh, every year. I try and read through the scriptures every year and uh, read, read, you know, four or five chapters a day. And just think it's just one of the most important things for uh, spiritual growth to be into the Word of God every day. And yeah, your podcast had something like 63 million downloads now, uh, dailyaudiobible.com. Tell us how you got involved with this and and why uh, you you got involved in this.
0: Yeah, I I had no intention of it becoming what it has become, and I had no intention of uh, changing my career path. I was happy and successful in the music industry. But even though I was making Christian music every day, I really began... to to realize how anemic and weak my faith was. And I didn't really know where to turn. I was in church every day. I knew all of the right things to say. I worked with Christian people every day, but I I just didn't have much of a depth or a relationship. And uh, I actually began to be just a little bit distrustful about everything. And so I eventually turned to the Bible And I just questioned whether, if it was God's Word, if God could speak for Himself, instead of me needing to see somebody on TV, or me needing to hear someone on the radio, or me needing to be in in church, could God speak to me, Himself, through His Word? And I just started reading the Bible with with an open hand, with no expectations other than just to, to see what happened. And... What happened was it just completely transformed the way that I I think about and look at everything in my life, and so that happened a couple of years before there was a Daily Audio Bible, and then in 2005, podcasting started to really take off and, and become part of the mainstream culture, and I didn't hear my very first podcast until October of 2005, and then by December of 2005, I really felt like the Lord was saying to podcast... The Bible. So it was January 1st, 2006 that we launched the Daily Audio Bible. And the expectations were nothing. I just thought I would be reading through the Bible in a year and that would be that. And, uh, but, but what happened was it just kind of caught fire and, uh, spread its way all over the world and, uh, has continued to grow to this day going through the Bible once a year all the way through from start to finish in community with tens and tens and tens of thousands of friends all over the world.
1: I love what you say on your website, uh, just looking at dailyaudiobible.com. I like um, some of the explanations you put here. You said, uh, the Bible is a story, not a manual. So when you start reading it in that manner, you start to find yourself in the pages, rather than looking for instructions about what not to do. Um, I love the way you explain that. And, you know, the thing is, a lot of people think the Bible is just a bunch of rules and principles, and if you don't follow them, God's going to be mad at you. But it really is a story, isn't it? Absolutely,
0: it's a story. And it's the story of man and his pursuit of God and God's relentless pursuit of, of human beings. And so when we approach it like it's a, a manual or a rule book, what, what we get from it is that we're failing. I mean, that's what we feel like is happening. We're falling further and further behind. We're, we're failing at this thing called faith until we read it as a story. And when we read it as a story, we see that there's all kinds of failure and victory and every emotion that a human being encounters in their life through the stories of the people that are in the scripture. And we see how God dealt with them. We see how he interacted with them, and, and and what you realize is, this is an unending story, and I'm a part of that story, and we begin to have a context for God interacts with our life story, and it's a it's a beautiful thing.
1: Now, when people listen to this podcast, and like we said, 63 million downloads of this podcast, absolutely incredible. Uh, do they just hear what five chapters a day? Is that how how you you just start in Genesis and you just read five chapters a day through the year? Is that how it works, or
0: but well, we read a little bit from the Old Testament, a little bit from the New Testament, a bit of Psalms, and a bit of Proverbs every day, working our way all the way through the Scriptures. And then there'll be a little bit of a reaction. I'll react to what we've read that day, a little bit of life application, how that actually lives its way out into our life that day. And every time we come to a new book, we'll kind of talk about its history, its origin, what its purpose is, and... And yeah, then once we're finished, then people from all over the world have called in prayer requests and, and words of encouragement for each other, and that kind of rounds out the day. We take about a half an hour a day. It's, uh, it's so worthwhile. It's remarkable how things begin to shift inside when it becomes the rhythm of our life.
1: Well, you know, Brian, I do this daily reading plan. It sounds similar, um, uh, with, uh, Pastor Wayne Cadero from New Hope Church in Hawaii. And, uh, the, the plan that we follow will generally have, uh, three Old Testament chapters and two New Testament. Often there's a psalm mixed in there, uh, as well. And I just find it amazing on this reading plan I'm doing how, how often the Old Testament verses and chapters relate to what's happening in the New Testament. For example, we've just been reading through Ezekiel and and Revelation, and, it's, and it blows you away how many similarities you see in those two, two books, one Old Testament, one New Testament. Do you find that happens in, in your plan, that uh, the Old and the New often go hand in hand?
0: Constantly. I mean, there's so many parallels in a number of ways. Both you can look at it prophetically and definitely see how things have played out as you skip forward a couple of thousand years and move into the New Testament. But also you realize that the hearts of people is the same. I mean, you can change the culture. And you can you can put a little bit of new tradition on the way people relate to each other, but the heart of people is the same. So we can go way back into something like the book of Job and move way forward into the letters of Paul and realize that the way that people's hearts work in their pursuit of God is the same no matter what cultural overlay you put on top of it. So yeah, there's an unbelievable amount of parallels between Old and New Testament.
1: And the beauty of technology these days is that people can, uh, you know, download your podcast in any nation of the world, and many have around the world. Uh, but one thing that you've you've started is this Wind Farm Cafe in Spring Hill, Tennessee, the first permanent daily audio Bible community center that localizes listeners and unites them in fellowship, even if they have theological differences. Tell us how that's going.
0: Yeah, so we set about uh, with a little bit of a question and a little bit of an experiment and wondered, um, can we plant a church community, a community of faith, inside a cafe and then make that cafe the mission of the community? Because what I'd learned with the Daily Audio Bible community, as vast as it is, there's a transparency to it. Some of it comes from the anonymity of the Internet, but we were seeing unbelievable kinds of, of vulnerability and transparency occur in the community of the Daily Audio Bible, and I I began to wonder, can this actually happen in a localized setting? Can people that have kind of fallen out of fellowship with the Church or with their faith be reignited, and can they give their heart to something again? And so that was what we planned to do, and that's what we did for, for several years there. And then the community of faith grew so large that it was impossible to meet in that little cafe that we had again, and so it has moved on to a larger facility where it's uh, being built out into more of a venue space where we'll be able to have concerts and uh, events in the local community. So the experiment proved true. Most of the people that are a part of that community were people that were not going to church anymore. They were de-churched, we call them, and uh, And some had kind of lost their faith or had become cynical toward uh, other Christians, and they've uh, fallen in love again. And so it's, it's been a, a wonderful thing to see happen.
1: And, mate, I understand, you know, uh, you, you're getting feedback from Africa, India, Europe, Middle East, South America, United States, Canada, um, Australia, of course. Uh, you're getting a lot of feedback from around the world. Is there any standout stories you can share with us?
0: There's all kinds of stories, thousands of stories. It's kind of one of the things that made me leave the music industry was just the amount of stories of God's Word um, changing People's lives. I, I think of the story of a woman named Tara that emailed me. Um, she was a, a graduate student in college, and uh, sh- she had so many phobias and manias that she couldn't leave her dorm. And she had never heard the Gospel before, she'd never heard the Bible at all, and she somehow found the Daily Audio Bible podcast, and so the first email that I got from her was telling me that she was listening to the Bible eight hours a day. She had no idea what she was listening to. She didn't know who Jesus was, but somehow these words were were bringing her peace, and as long as she kept her earbuds in, she was able to go to the store and uh, get groceries, she would keep her earbuds and listening to the Bible anytime she had to leave home, and uh, she became a believer from that. She's now, that was years ago, she's now gone on to get her PhD, so she's a doctor and a professor in college, and so that's a beautiful story, but there's so many. For example, I had a, a couple come to me not too long ago who told me how their daughter had been uh, murdered while she was away in college. And how during the pursuit of trying to find who her killer was and all of the things and all of the trauma and dealing with it, the only way that they could get to sleep and the only way that they could get through the day was the words of the scripture. They would just keep it constantly, constantly playing. Or the mother who came to me and her son was kidnapped. And during the three months where they couldn't find him, the only way that she could get through her days were the comfort of the scriptures constantly playing over and over. This is just a sampling. I mean, it's what happens is that everybody gets a story when they begin to interact with the Bible. Those are just maybe some sensational stories, but when we make the Bible a a central focus of our life and enter into a relationship with it, we all have a story about the Bible.
1: Well, mate, I've been absolutely inspired to hear of uh, how God's been using you to reach people all over over the world, getting people into the Word of God. And, and of course, the whole Bible points to Jesus, the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's all about Jesus. Uh, You know, if there are people listening right now that have never heard the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, that might want to respond to it today, would you share with our listeners what is the gospel and how do people respond to it?
0: Yeah, well, the story begins in the beginning when things are created and mankind has a choice and everything is perfect, but man chooses the knowledge of good and evil over God and eternal life. And so that's been the struggle ever since. Rebellion and sin entered the world and we have all these thousands of years that we've moved down that path to the life that we have today. But God wasn't willing to give up on mankind. He didn't just ruin the whole thing or turn his back. He wasn't willing to leave his own image to just be abandoned from him to forever. He loved us much. And so he sent his son in the person of Jesus to be one of us, to live as one of us, to, to communicate and, and show us what life can look like. And then he laid his life down in sacrifice so that the penalty that we could never pay would be paid, and that the bridge could be built in the chasm that was between God and man could be restored, so that our story could be a story of relationship with him and eternal life with him, rather than eternal separation from him. This is the good news of the Gospel, and it changes everything. When Jesus ascended to the Father... He said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, and then he told his disciples to go tell everyone the good news. Everything is changed. Mankind is restored, and thank God for it.
1: Well, that's absolutely good news, and we've been hearing from Brian Harden from dailyaudiobible.com. They've had over 64 million downloads of their podcast, reading through the Bible each year. And if people would like to respond, I encourage you to check it out dailyaudiobible.com. Brian Harden, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just go to historymakersradio.com. There you can download interviews, subscribe to the podcast, and make a donation, find out about our YouTube channel, and maybe connect with us on Facebook and Twitter. Just go to HistoryMakersRadio.com for more. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm Matt Prater. Why don't you go and make history? HistoryMakers